1: Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 17th of September, the 260th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 105 days until the end of 2022.
0: April in Paris Chestnuts in blossom. Holiday tables under the tree. April in Paris. This is the feeling no one can
1: ever reprieve. Why am I playing a song about April in September, you ask? Because now that I live here, I giggle every time I hear it. I love the song, but April in Paris with holiday tables under the trees. Ha! April in Paris, it's raining. Pretty much nonstop and it's still cold and we're so ready for spring. It is an especially trying month. Some years it doesn't even start to warm up until June. But September... Now that's a horse of a different color It's more like this
0: Do you remember-
1: lovely here in September you just want to dance in the streets we can still sit outside take long walks not get hot and surely not be cold we can still wear our summer dresses always a plus so get over here y'all and fire that song is as wonderful today as it was in 1978 when it came out i can't sit still when i hear it can you
2: hey 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 this is the sound kitchen where you never know what you'll be served
1: I've got Sweet Fitz, my colleague Michael Fitzpatrick here with me, roaring to go with the bonus question answers on the listener's corner. And yay, Erwin is back. So there's music from Erwan to come to, but first. The quiz. On the 6th of August, I asked you a question about an article written by none other than Michael Fitzpatrick sitting here next to me. (laughs) He'd just written an article about Macron's loss of an overall majority in France's National Assembly, the lower house of parliament, which means his party's proposed laws will have a much harder time passing. Compromise, coalitions, all that's now necessary and we've been watching closely how this new political landscape will play out as michael wrote in his article after angry debate french parliament agrees spending power budget changes you'll read exactly how that is going As Michael put it, and I quote, after four days of frequently violent verbal clashes, the French National Assembly on Wednesday morning finally passed the budgetary adjustments needed to finance measures aimed at boosting spending power, end quote. I asked you to send me the answer to this question. How many deputies from the right-leaning French political party Les Républicains joined with members from Macron's party Renaissance to pass the adjustments to the 2022
2: budget. Since he's right here, what's the answer, Michael? Well, the answer is, and I quote myself, the presidential faction and its allies profited from the support of 54 deputies of the Republican right, which is anxious, apparently, to position itself as a constructive opposition, whatever that means. So the correct answer is 54. And in addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. When are you at your best? Lots of great answers, which you'll hear a bit later on in the listener's corner. So don't touch that dial, as the Owensby woman says frequently. (laughs) <laughs> <And> threateningly.
1: <laughs> yes, threateningly. Don't you dare touch that dial. The winners of this week's quiz are... Kondaker Rafikal Islam, who's the president of the Source of Knowledge Club in Naugan, Bangladesh. Kondaker is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote that he is at his best while looking after his father, who is quite ill. Kondeker is a school teacher, but finds the time to attend to all his father's needs. As he wrote, I am really happy when I see my father's joyful face. My father is the pillar of our family. When I was a student, he looked after me with great care. So it is for me a bonus to now look after him. In this way, I enjoy my life and I feel much happiness. I'm at my best. Kondekar asked us all for our kind thoughts for his father in his illness. You certainly have the English services, Kondiker. Long lost Mogiri Machuki from Kenya, from Kissy. For old time's sake, Mogiri is on the list of winners this week, too. Welcome back, Mogiri. I hope this isn't a one-off answer and that you are back for good. Mogiri is, of course, an RFI Listeners Club member. As is Hans Werner Loloka from in Denmark, who noted he and his wife Inga spent three lovely weeks this summer on the small island Asko. Hans is a retired Lutheran pastor, but he comes out of retirement every summer and conducts the services while his pastor's sister on Asko takes her holiday. He wrote, We had a very nice and relaxing time and memorable services in the small, middle-aged island church. It's a totally different world, a world of its own. Someday, Deo volente, Hans, I am coming to Denmark. I so want to see all those little islands. They look like they're out of fairy tales. Surely Hans Christian Andersen lived on one. We have a first-time entry winner this week, although he's already an RFI Listeners Club member, Ding Lu from Jingsu Province in China. Welcome, Ding Lu. I expect to see an answer from you every week now. Rounding out the list of lucky winners this week is RFI English listener Sultana Begum from Sirajganj in Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, we wrote about the 79th Venice Film Festival Awards. French director receives two awards for debut film at Venice Festival. Bravo to Alice Diop, who won the Silver Lion for her film, Saint-Omer, which was inspired by a true story. And if the Silver Lion isn't enough, Saint-Omer also won Best First Film. Pretty cool, no? Alice Diop has, up until now, specialized in documentaries. In 2017, she won a César, the French Oscars, for Best Short Film. And there's your question. What was the name of that documentary? Again, reread our article. French director receives two awards for debut film at Venice Festival, and answer me this. What is the name of Alice Diop's documentary, which won the César Award for Best Short Film in 2017? To help you with the answer, you can find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. It's also on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question?
2: Well, this week it's a backwards question, a sort of variation on a classic BBC programme called Desert Island Discs. That show has been on the air forever. Uh, You know the style, a celebrity comes on the programme and talks about the three records they could not live without if they were to be stranded on an uninhabited island, the desert island of the title. But we don't want to know about your three records. What we want to know is what three things you would not take to your desert island. What three things make you so nuts that you would gladly leave them at home were you ever to find yourself living on an uninhabited island? Answer this week's bonus question. What three things would you not take to a desert island? Along with the week's regular quiz question, and you'll be eligible for an extra gift. Remember, there is only one winner each week for the bonus question. I know one
1: thing I'd leave behind, a gas-powered leaf blower. Kind <laughs> of hate the sound of those, especially when you compare them to the lovely sound of an old-fashioned rake. And they're surely huge polluters. You got any first response, sweet fits?
2: Well, I'd be happy to leave my mobile phone behind. Uh There's probably not much network on the old desert island anyway.
1: Yeah. Boy, I tell you, I love shutting it all down. I do that. I try to do that once a week. In fact, no computer, no phone. Boy, it's heaven. at seven. So you have until the 10th of October to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 15th of October to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a mrs. or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong.
2: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus three three six three one one two. 9682 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one your RFI Club Membership Number Susan Wensby, The Sound Kitchen Radio France International Time
1: for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael.
2: Today, you'll hear your fellow listeners' answers to the bonus question, which was, when are you at your best? For Mogiri Machuki, it's when, as he wrote, I team up with my wife in the kitchen, and we cook together and share light moments on social issues. On the same wavelength as Mogiri is uh, Rashid Uzaman, who wrote, anytime, any place is sweet when I'm with my family. So how about the sporty types? For Yemi, Sande, John Touré, he's at his best whenever his favourite team, that's Arsenal, win a match, especially, as he wrote, over a great rival like Manchester United. Well, you've got a brother in Mohammed Nasir, Yami. Mohammed wrote, I'm at my best whenever I receive good news, news that makes me happy. It could be when my favourite team, the club I support, or our national team wins a match or a trophy, or when I get a new job.
1: Muhammad Nasir has very fulfilling work. He works on mainly health related campaigns, polio, malaria, and Muhammad Aksan loves his work too. He wrote that he's at his best when he's working. Friends, oh friends. Muhammad Shamim, the president of the RFI Golden Eagles Club in Kerala, India, wrote that he's best when he is with his true friends. True friends are as Muhammad wrote, a blessing. Boy do I ever agree with that. I think that's probably when I'm at my best too,
2: when I'm with friends.
1: Radha Krishna Pilai is with us, Mohammed. He's at his best when he's travelling with his friends.
2: For some of you, it's a time of day when you're at your best, and there are a few night owls out there. Tasnim Salah and saleh Likon both wrote late at night, and Saidul Islam specified midnight because he loves to look at the stars and the moon. For Mohammed Likon, he's at his best watching the sunset. There's also a few early risers. Uh, for both uh, Shahanaj Parvan and Shahanaj Parvisati, it's the morning. I wonder if all the Parvans out there are early morning types. And there's also the sleepers. For Raihon Ali, it's his afternoon nap. Sajad Hassan wrote that he's at his best when he has a view of the sea from the mountains, and Abu Sali is at his best during the winter. Jayanta Chakrabarty writes that he is at his best when he's cornered. As he put it, when I understand there's no one but me to support and defend me, I'm ready to take up the cudgels and voila, I'm sure to succeed in my mission. This may be called self-defense or an inner self-realization to test my latent potential, I have observed that many a time I'm at my super best when I have to perform an insurmountable task or to compete with an opponent who I know is superior to me. Good man, Gianta.
1: We'll close with the thoughts of those who are at their best when contemplating spiritual life. For Father Stephen Wara, it's when, as he wrote, I read the scriptures and meditate on the word of God, and especially with the chapters on Christ's redemptive passion and death on the cross. How can I resemble Jesus in unconditional love and service to neighbors? The good news or gospel is all about the love of God and service to our fellow humans, especially the most disadvantaged and vulnerable in society. When we do our best to bring peace and happiness to all people around us by a little or big acts of sacrifice and charity, it's a wonderful feeling, a wonderful sense of fulfillment, and that's when I'm at my best. For Rajia Khatun, she's at her best when reading her holy book, the Quran. And for Akhtar Jar, it's when he performs his daily prayers. Rabeya Begum wrote she is best at Friday dinner. Friday is our holiday and all our family members take a meal together. I always prepare that special meal and it gives me great pleasure when everyone says, Oh, it's delicious that's it for today's listeners corner thanks everyone for participating and a special thanks to sweet fits for hanging out in the kitchen with us the more the merrier
0: this is the sound kitchen the sound, sound kitchen. kitchen and susan owensby's cooking
1: friends it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes thanks for joining us in the sound kitchen and keep those cards letters emails and text messages coming many many thanks to erwan rome for his input and his mixing mastery thanks to michael fitzpatrick for sitting in and thanks to you for listening be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the difference in policy between china and india's investments on the african continent The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. And once again, he's chosen a piece from a very distinguished and gifted musician who, I'm ashamed to say, I'd never heard of. The Danish composer and double bassist Niels Henning Orsted Pedersen, fondly known by his initials NHOP. NHOP unfortunately died quite young at only 58. He joined that great orchestra in the sky in 2005. During his short life and brilliant career, he was the favored double bass player of Oscar Peterson. NHOP played with Peterson from 1972 through 1987. Oscar Peterson's trio, made up of Peterson, Joe Pass and NHOP won the 1974 Grammy Award for Best Jazz Performance by a Group. In 1981, NHOP got the Downbeat Critics' Best Player of the Year Award. And in 1991, he won the Nordic Council Music Prize, the first time this prize for composition was awarded to a performing musician. His legacy includes 46 recordings as a band leader and over 50 recordings of duo and trio playing. He packed a lot of music into a short life. And how about this for Synchronicity? Erwin had no idea I was going to talk about Danish islands today, but he chose a musician born on... The Danish Island of Zealand na, 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 na. NHOP's biography notes that he had, and I quote, a particular ability to interpret Danish songs and folk melodies, as well as creating jazz arrangements of traditional Danish folk songs. Hans of Denmark, do you hear any traditional Danish folk music in this piece Erwan chose for us? It's called Dancing on the Tables and was recorded in 1979 with this quartet. It's pretty darn good. I hope you like it as much as we do. And thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.